Let's turn to the book of James, chapter number one. James, chapter number one. I'm going to read beginning in verse number one, and we'll read down to about verse number eight. James, chapter number one, verses one through eight. I know everybody has their favorite passage in the Bible. Mine is Matthew 7, 7. That's my favorite verse in all of the Bible. And I know a lot of people has their favorite chapters in the Bible and their favorite books in the Bible. And all of it is good because it's all the Word of God. But I'd be lying if I didn't tell you my favorite book in all the Bible is the book of James. There's just something about this book that every time I read it, it does encourage me, but every time I read it, it really convicts me. I mean, it really just hammers me straight in my heart, the book of James. And uh, I shared Thursday, like I said, with the football team, and I shared on two or three verses here in chapter number one, but there's one verse that I've not been able to shake, and I spent some time in prayer this evening, and the Lord brought this verse back to my heart, and I just want to share a thought or two in it. I think the reason for it is is because I've been right in the middle of it. I feel like I've been right in the middle of this verse that I'm going to concentrate on. And, and this is the saddest part about it. I've been, I've been where I'm going to preach tonight. I'm talking about not before I got saved. I'm talking about after I got saved. I've been right where I'm preaching tonight. And this is the sad part about it. I know a lot of times that, that it don't work. But there's even been times even I knew that it didn't work. But yet I got right back in the middle of it again. I don't know why I'm that way. You know something works or don't work, but then you just fall right back into what don't work. And then, and then there's been times I think, what in the world's wrong with me? And then it hits me. Well, that, I know what's wrong with me. I'm right back where I was where the Lord showed me the last time I was here. Am I the only one that's that messed up? Does anyone else ever just fall in and out of different things? And you're like, what's wrong with me? And the Lord says, son, you already know what to do, so do it again, and it'll work. So let's stand together, James chapter number 1, and let's read down through some of these verses. I love the book of James. I could stand up here tonight and just read these four chapters in the book of James or five chapters in the book of James, and I could just dismiss the service because it speaks to me that much, just reading through the Bible. It says this, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations, knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Here's the verse. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. A double-minded man is unstable 
in all of his ways. Dear Heavenly Father, your presence is so good. The song is real. The testimony is real. The word of God is real. Saving souls, Lord, is real. It's amazing all that you're doing. And God, I pray tonight for the next few minutes, God, would you just help us with your word? Lord, I need this message. I need to be reminded. Maybe there's others here tonight that need to be reminded as I am. And Lord, I pray that you just speak to us and help us and strengthen us and encourage us and help us to go through this week, Lord, excited about the things of God. We'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. The Lord is good to us. Double-minded. Double-minded. It's really hard to find situations or to find people that are really consistent in their walk with the Lord. I'm talking about a consistent walk with the Lord. I live with a lady that I'm married to. (laughs) Amen, how was that? I live with a lady that I'm married to. And there'll be some nights she will get into bed at 12 o'clock. Some nights it will be up in the next morning. Sometimes it'll be 1 o'clock or 1.30. We have been out in different situations or different things. We get home late. She'd been up early. And I would say to her, you may set the clock or you want to just sleep in a little bit in the morning. Her answer is always this, I'd love to sleep in. I need to sleep in. It would help me if I did, but it will help me more if I'll stay consistent in my time that I spend with the Lord. I'd love to, but I'm going to have to get up. There has even been some times where I said, I'm not going to set the clock. We're just going to sleep in a little bit in the morning. And that time that she normally gets up, it don't matter. She'll get up. She'll go to her spot, she'll sit there and she'll pray, write cards to people in the church, read her Bible, and spend time with the Lord. And she has said to me, our whole marriage, Keith, I know the key to this Christian life. She got to be saved, but she said, we're going to have to stay consistent. You've got to stay consistent. Can I hear an amen on that? A good preacher friend of mine told me, he said, preaching Sunday morning, 8.30, Sunday morning at 11, Sunday night at 5, Wednesday at 7, to the football team on Thursdays, and Mars Hill, and in different meetings, he said, there is no way that you're going to be able to get messages. There's no way you're going to be able to hear from the Lord that many times in a week if you don't stay consistent in your prayer time and in your Bible reading time. And I'm going to testify and I'm going to say this as a pastor's standpoint. If I read my Bible every day, it don't matter. You don't have to read 50 chapters. But if I read my Bible every day, and if I will find me a good book to read, and if I will read that book every day and not miss a day, 
When it comes time to prepare for a message, it flows like water out of a fountain. It's like turning the spigot on and trying to catch all that coming out in a little bitty cup. I mean, it just comes and flows and it just, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm like, man. But let me tell you the flip side of that. You let me not read after a Sunday, you know you're tired. Preacher's tired. Monday, you get up. I'm not going to read today. I'm going to just get out of here for a little while. You don't read on a Monday. And then Tuesday rolls around. You're like, oh, I need to read. I didn't read yesterday, but that's all right. I'm going to study all day for Wednesday. You don't read on a Tuesday. Then you go busting in there on Wednesday. You got to get your message together for the church. I'm telling you something, son, it is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's the same Bible, it's the same God, it's the same Holy Spirit. But I am finding in my life personally that if I am not consistent, my wife will testify to that and I'll testify to that tonight. If we are not consistent in living for the Lord and doing the things that we know we need to be doing for Jesus and for ourselves to grow spiritually, man, I'm telling you, it sure does make life hard. It makes days hard. It makes situations hard. It makes decision times hard. It makes witnessing hard. It makes everything hard. Are you with me tonight? This verse has been on my mind since Thursday. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. What does it mean to be double-minded? I love this verse because I've been there. A double-minded person, it it, it simply means this, if you look it up. It means two-spirited. It means wavering, and it means unsteady. Not only wavering and unsteady, if a person is double-minded, not only wavering and unsteady, it means wavering and unsteady in your opinion, and wavering and unsteady, more than anything, listen to this, in purpose. And purpose. You remember I preached this morning and, and, and Jesus paired them up two by two. They was the pairing of putting two disciples together. And then you remember I preached this morning on the preparing. Not only did he pair them together, then he prepared them. And we realized the way that he prepared them was he told them, said, go out and take nothing. In other words, the preparation for these men to get out and to preach the gospel was to take nothing for their trip. In other words, they're going to have to trust Jesus for everything. So not only was he the pairing and the preparing, but then there was the purpose behind it. You remember Matthew chapter 9, before we got into Matthew chapter number 10, he said, look up. He said, the fields are white and ready to harvest. He said, there is a purpose. The reason that I'm sending you, there is a purpose that I'm trying to get you prepared. And the purpose is people need to hear about Jesus Christ. Amen. They need to hear about him. And here we are, we're... We're saved tonight. We love the Lord tonight. We're, we're here on a Sunday night. I mean, we're here in the house of God. We've got teenagers in this building. There's 18 teenager, teenagers over there last Sunday night. We've got kids over here in this building. And this building is full of Iwana workers and, and kids over there. And then here is a, a, a decent crowd on a Sunday night. And we've got something going on in all three buildings. And we're here. But the question is this, it still remains the same. Through the week, are we wavering? And through the week, are we unsteady? How steady are we 
when it comes to the things of God, how steady are we? I began to study this and I wrote down some thoughts because it happens to the best of us. The Sunday night crowd I'm preaching to. There's times in our lives we can be so spiritual. But then it's almost like flipping a coin. Then we can be so carnal. There's times in our life all that we think about is the heavenly. Man, it's good to be saved. God is good. I'm going to heaven. I'm saved. I mean, it's there. It's the heavenly. But then all of a sudden, flipping a coin, it's the worldly. It takes us over. It's always between good and evil. There's the thought in your heart, man, I need to do right. I I know I need to do this for the Lord. The Lord has laid this on my heart. He keeps convicting me over it. He's showing me personally this is what I need to do. This is the good things of God. And then the next thing you know, we lay the good things down and we begin to drift away from those. Am I the only one that's guilty of this verse? See, he says here, a double-minded man and... Psalms 12, 2 says, they speak vanity. Every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart, do they speak. We draw not a God with our lips, but our hearts are far from him. Lord, I love you. You know I love you. Lord, I'm going to serve you. You know I want to worship you. Lord, I, I want to do better. Lord, I, I shouldn't have did that last time, but I'm not going to do it no more. And we draw nigh to God with our lips, but in our hearts, our hearts are nowhere close at all to the Lord. I wrote this down as you study the phrase double-minded. It means no settled principles. It, it's nothing settled. The, the foundation is shaky. It's not only no settled principles, but, it's, but we're controlled by our passions. The feelings in our mind, the desires, the, the love and the hate and the lust. And how many of us, our, our principles are not settled, our passions are out of control. And, and, and if we're not careful, we'll be so influenced by, by what's popular. We'll be so influenced by what other people are doing, the, the popular thing, the popular feelings, the, the way that the world's going, the way that the co-worker's going, the way that the family member's going. It's so easy just to, just to kick back and rest and say, man, God is good and I'm saved and I know that I am. It's so easy to kick your feet up and say, you know what? I'm going to take a day or two off right here and really relax. Did you know that any time that I take a day or two off to relax, I really relax. But if my day or two off to relax is taking a break from God, (laughs) I never come back better than I was before I took the time off. Are you with me? I tell myself, man, everyone needs a break, and and I'll testify to you, even pastoring, you need a break. Playing the piano, you're going to need a break. Amen. Everyone at time in life needs a break. And there for the longest time, I would say to myself, man, we're getting ready to go on vacation. We're going to be gone. And I'd tell my wife, truly, the only way I can have a good vacation is I've got to go from Sunday to Sunday. Because if I go from Saturday to Saturday, about Wednesday, I'm starting to stress because I know I've got to preach the following Sunday and I'm on vacation. Are you with me? 
So I would tell myself this, I'm going on vacation. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to put my feet in the water. I'm going to spray some sunscreen on my bald head. I'm not going to get into any sin. I'm not going to get anything any crazy. I'm going to be with my wife. I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to eat. I'm going to rest. And I am just going to kick away from everything. I mean everything. I'm just going to kick it to the side and completely unplug from everything. Well, it was a good relaxing time. But a week of that for me, Brother David, I must be the most carnal, fleshly man on the planet. Because a week of that for me and not even reading my Bible or reading a book, by the time I got home, it seemed like it took me three weeks to get back right with God again. Are you with me? So what I have found is this. Everyone needs a break. Everyone in this building needs a break. Everyone in this building needs a vacation. You do. Everyone in this building needs a week off from work. If you get three weeks from work, take three weeks from work. Everyone in this building needs a break. But while you're taking your break, don't take the break away from Jesus. Jesus is not our stress. <laughs> Amen. See, I tell myself, oh, I need a break, Brother Jason. I need a break, man. I mean, this thing is getting crazy. I mean, there's a lot going on. I need a break. Well, the Lord began to deal with me. Yes, you do need a break. Even Jesus took breaks. But when he took his breaks, he spent his breaks with his father. Amen. <laughs> he spent his breaks with his father. And I have found that it is very easy, it can happen so quickly to become so double-minded. Draw nigh with my lips, but my heart is far from him. We've got to have principles. We can't be controlled by our passions. We can't be controlled by popular feelings. Is there anyone in here tonight that there's times in your life it's just really hard to get settled on things. It's hard, to, it's hard to get settled on anything. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. I have found this to be true. I have found that when I do take a break, but I do not take a break from Jesus, I have found that it's in those times of break that I'm spending it with Jesus it is now during those times where he refuels me and gives me direction for what's coming up for the next months that lies ahead. Does that make sense to you? Are you with me? Who's been on vacation this summer? Raise your hand. Was it good? Was it what you hoped it was going to be? I hope it was. Me and my wife is fixing to go on a vacation, but we're going late in the year. We're going later in the year than we've ever been on a vacation because of so many things that are going on here at the church. But I cannot, after all this busy month that's coming up, I cannot say this. Look, I need a break. I need a break. I need to get out of here just for about a week or so, and I'm going to get me a little break. But I cannot say this. I'm going to leave my prayer time. I'm going to leave my Bible at home. I'm going to leave my books at home, and I'm going to disappear from everything. If I do that, I'm in trouble, church, and I'm your pastor, and I am no more spiritual than you are. 
But it makes good sense to me that if the pastor knows that taking a break from Jesus don't help, it hurts. If it hurts me, then surely it hurts some of you. Are you with me? If it hurts me, then surely it hurts someone else besides me. If not, boy, I get so double-minded in such a hurry, and so do you. Are you with me? Are you consistent? Are you consistent in your prayer time? Do you have a place? Do you have a time? Are you consistent in your Bible reading? Are you consistent in feeding your spiritual man? Are you doing that on a consistent day-in and day-out basis? Or are you just kindly hit and miss on it? Because I'm telling you, child of God, the Lord so dealt with me about this. Evidently, there's maybe some inconsistency amongst us. Because the Lord wouldn't have dealt with me so hard to preach this message tonight. Amen? So evidently, there could be some inconsistency amongst us right here on a faithful Sunday night crowd of people. People who no doubt, ain't no doubt when I look around, there's no doubt there's a church full of people that loves Jesus. But I'm telling you, child of God, if we're not consistent, it's going to affect us in more ways than what we could ever even imagine. I'm not going to have a sign-up sheet that says, who wants to sign up and promise you're going to read your Bible on these days? That stuff don't work. Who's going to, who's going to sign up to do this? Or, or who's going to give us this faith promise right here tonight? Listen, it has to be between you and the Lord, and you have to realize, you know what? You're preaching this message, and I know that the Scripture is true because I've been on both sides of it. Is there anyone been on both sides of it? Would you help me by raising your hand? There's been times I've been serious, and there's been times I've been slack, preacher. In those times that I'm slack, I'm a double-minded man, and I'm unstable in all of my ways. But when I make up my mind, and I get dedicated, and I get serious about just doing the little things the Lord would ask me to do, man, my life, it's not perfect, but it seems like it flows so much better. It just flows. It just becomes natural. It just becomes easier. Amen. It becomes easier. It's not such a battle every time. Life's hard enough. We got together the other day, and uh, uh, I'm not worried about how you feel about this. It's just what I do and what I enjoy doing. We got together the other day and uh, the girls got together with Abigail and the guys got together with Jackson and we went down in the field down there and we, we, we set up, they set up some targets down there. And they had, they had different ranges set up. And uh, I don't know what you feel about guns and I'll just go ahead and put this out there. I don't really care. I love them. And <laughs> I do. I, I think it's just a manly thing. I think a gun is awesome. Amen. There you go. You say, I ain't coming back because you like guns. If it gets crazy, you'll come back because you know people in here's got them. Amen. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But anyways, we got down there. Lord, I chased a rabbit right there. We got down there and they had some ranges set up. And, and, and I thought, you know what? I'm not a good shooter, but man, here I am. And uh, they said, we're going to have a little competition down here. 
And I didn't bring a, a pistol. I brought some other stuff, like a grenade launcher. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I didn't have a pistol. I didn't bring it. I thought, well, I could, but I didn't. And they said, we're going to have a competition. So my son-in-law said, well, here, you can, take, you can shoot mine, Keith. And I got down there, and I've got the shakes like you wouldn't believe. It's not the nerves. It's just the what can shake is all I know you call it, Mama. I mean, my hands, I mean, look, they, my hands just shake. So I got down there, and son, I drawed in. I drawed in on that target. I was, I was aiming at it. Oh, let me do it this way. Some of y'all got nervous. <laughs> I drawed in on it. And the longer I drawed in on it, I noticed the end of that sight was going. And I said, well, here we go. Boom! They said, you're out, preacher. You didn't hit nothing. I said, well, that was fun. I just saved a lot of ammo, amen? You know, in life, a lot of us at times can be so double-minded because we're not really aiming at anything. We're just kind of just going through life aimlessly. We don't have no targets ahead. We don't have no goals. We don't have no checkpoints along our way as a Christian. And, and can I say to you that if there is not something that you are aiming at out in front of you, if you're not aiming, I can promise you, you're not going to hit anything. And you say, well, preacher, you aimed and you still missed. Yes, but at least I was aiming at the target. Are you with me? There's a lot of things in my life as a Christian that, that I have not completely succeeded or, or accomplished the way I felt that God was leading me to do. But at least, at least, Brother Jim, I was aiming for it. At least I had a desire to hit it. Are you with me? At least I had a desire to at least shoot in that direction. Does that make sense? And let me tell you something, Mr. Heron. On that note, your boys is crazy. (laughs) Accurate. And I'm telling you, there are some people that say, you know what? I tried, but I just couldn't hit the target. Well, keep shooting towards the targets. Don't quit shooting just because you didn't hit the target. Because once the devil gets in our minds and says, look, see, you can't do it. See, it didn't work. See, you missed the day. See, you can't be consistent. See, the preacher preached that and you knew it was right because it's in the Word of God. And you thought to yourself, all right, I'm going to get consistent. And you missed two days when you said you was going to. Hey, listen, at least aim for the target. And don't let the enemy defeat you if you miss your target. Because each and every morning there's new mercy and there's new grace. Amen? Amen. It's fresh every single morning. So keep aiming and keep striving and keep having a desire to just be what God would have us to be. You with me? Serve God. Serve Him. Don't just aim at anything. Psalm 107, 27 says... They reel to and fro. They stagger like a drunken man. 
And they was at their wit's end. I wonder sometimes how many of us as Christians we're good for a day and then we're off and then we're on for a day and then we're off and then we're on for three weeks and then we're off for so many days and then we're, we're good for another couple of days and then we're bad for another day and then, and then we're in and we're out and we're there and we're not and we're up and then we're down. And I wonder how many times we just, we just go to and fro just like, just like that drunken man. So easy to do. But it says he's unstable in all of his ways. When I studied that unstable, in the bottom of that verse, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. That word ways there means a road. It means your progress. It means your route. It even means your journey. Nothing is really satisfying your soul. Nothing. I just wonder... How much time in my life as a Christian I have wasted going just forward and backwards? You with me? I'm going forward. I'm moving. But now I'm going backwards. Oh, 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 no, I can't go. Now I'm going forward. Now watch what I'm doing now. And now I'm going backwards. And I wonder how many times in my Christian life a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Hey, listen, I'm doing a lot of moving. And there's a lot going on in my life. And I've been taking a lot of steps. But if you will notice something about all these steps that I'm taking, I'm not really going any further back than I was. But I can promise you as many times as I'm going this way, I'm not going any further forward neither. I mean, I'm moving all the time, Brother Houston. I am. I'm moving, man. I'm not stagnant. I'm either moving forward or backwards. But when it comes time for my forward progress with Jesus, I've not made those extra couple of steps to get me on down the road for the cause of Christ. You ever been there? That's... I guess the reason I'm preaching this is because I've been there, Miss Sandy. I feel like a lot of my life at times has been that way. You know? And, and it says we're, we're unstable. It, it, causes, it causes you to row to and, to and fro like a drunken man. I'm really not satisfied way down deep in my soul. There's no progress. Lots of journeys and lots of weariness and lots of weary journeys. (laughs) But at the end, a lot of times I'm writing back in the same place where I started from. I believe tonight it would help us, it would help me, and it would help you. If tonight we would just say, Lord, I don't want to be double-minded. I'm tired of feeling unstable. I wonder how many young people deal with that. I'm I'm not going to do that anymore, Lord. I've I've bloated another weekend. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to get right with you, God. I'm going to move on. But then another weekend comes, you know. 
It does. It comes right back around. You're like, man, I cannot believe I just blowed it again. You didn't set out to it, but there you are again, right back in the same ruts. It's not just for teenagers, it's for adults alike. Amen. I wonder what would happen tonight if we if we set up if we set up some targets. Not not you shooting at my target and me shooting at yours. Wonder what would happen tonight if you set up the targets that Lord wants you to set up. Now the way it worked for us, Brother Jim, was we had one at fifty yards, then we had one at a hundred yards. And then there was one at 150 yards. I never went to the 150 yards. If you can't hit it at 20 yards. (laughs) Are you with me? Say, preacher, what's wrong with you? Well, they make shotguns is all I know, amen. Just spray it out there. Amen. I'm not preaching on guns. I'm preaching on targets. 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 There's only one way you'll make it to your destination. You have to go one mile at a time. You're not going to skip a mile to get there. You've got to go every single mile, right? Is there anyone here tonight that Maybe the Lord sent this message for you. Maybe you needed it. I, I, don't think I, I don't think I'm preaching this just for me. Maybe there's someone else here tonight that needs this message so that you can say, Lord, you know what? I know my problem. My problem is I'm so double-minded. I'm in, I'm out, I'm up, I'm down. I'm, it's heavenly, then it's worldly, and then it's, it's godly, and then it's sin, and then it's I've made up my mind I'm not going to, but now I'm doing it. And I'm unstable in everything in my life. It just don't affect me in some areas. It affects me in all the areas of my life. And my wife has told me this on a consistent basis. She says, the one thing that I love about you is when you were right with God and you stood up and testified tonight, Jim, you had no idea what I was preaching. But my wife has told me, Keith, when you are right with God, you treat me and everyone else different. Consistency. Single-minded, not double-minded. Enjoying life, man, and living for Jesus. See, the devil says if you live for Jesus, you can't enjoy life. That's a lie. Some of the best days in my life is when I'm living for Jesus and enjoying life. Amen. Roy over here, he's a football coach over at Irwin. Jim come over there Thursday. You know what I done, Brother Lusk? I got my old Camaro out, shined that thing up a little bit. You say, oh, you can't do that. That's worldly. Why? Shine my old car up a little bit. I put 13 Bibles in the front seat, laid my Bible in there with those other 13 Bibles, went over there at that high school and handed out 13 Bibles, got in there with them boys in that locker room, told them about Jesus, prayed with them, Son, you're talking about a good day. you getting an old car to go tell someone about Jesus. You are having a good day, my friends. Amen. Amen. Fired that thing up, 
rumbled the parking lot, come out close to spinning the tires. And I was like, no, don't do it. I could see Tina going, don't do it. Eased out of that parking lot, rode down the road, hung my arm out the window and praised Jesus the whole way home. Don't tell me living for Jesus, you can't have fun. You can have fun. But that double-minded stuff, it'll wear you out. And you know as good as I do, you've been wore out by it. Because you're in and you're out and you're up and down. 